and welcome back to Chess and Her Guests. My name is Francesca Victory and I am the host. Today I have the lovely Helen Scott with me. Hello. And we are going to be talking about being a lesbian and being in the entertainment industry and she's also going to tell you a bit about how she came out and what were people's reactions and whether it was accepted or not. Mm. How old are you, Helen? Sorry, I always mention people's ages at the beginning because I want right. to target younger. Well, oh, don't. I'm, I'm actually in just in the 30 club. Oh, you're, so. you're still in there. You're still in there. <laughs> yeah, so I turned 30 in November. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. It's... I think a lot of people kind of get to this age and feel like, oh my God. And honestly, for a, for a short amount of time last year, I was a bit like, oh God, I've got to say goodbye to my 20s. Yeah. But, you know, it happens and, and actually you just don't feel any different. And yeah. And you still feel like a 21 year old. <laughs> Literally, like, I, you don't look 30. I don't think, what even is age? Like, what do you look Climbing. like at a certain age? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Okay, so, Helen. When did you realise you was a lesbian? Was there a certain time in your life when you thought, okay, there's it, like there's something different. I don't yeah, fancy yeah. these boys, men around me. You know, it's funny. Uh, I I really didn't know for a long time, a long long time. I was seventeen when I officially sort of came out, um, and prior to that, I'd had some experiences with girls, you know, at school and things like that, but I didn't realise that I was a lesbian. It yeah. just never, it never clicked that that's what was going on. Because they were very few and far between, and I was very attracted to boys at school. I had boyfriends, you yeah. know. And so I just, I really didn't know for a long time. Um, and then when I, you know, when I finally sort of the penny dropped, it was like, it was life changing, you know. It was really life changing, but it took a took a minute for me to get there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, there was you know some instance, instances when I was sort of really young. I remember kissing a girl, and but you know you're you're, you're a child. Yeah, you don't know. I'm what sure people like. have had that. Like, who are not who are straight have had that experience, and exactly, it hasn't come of anything. Absolutely, you know. I know the girl that I kissed now, and yeah. she's straight. She's like engaged. She's like. So not gay. <laughs> and here I am, I'm like a raging lesbian. Um, <laughs> I think it's brilliant though. I think it's, it's good that you're like com so comfortable. Well, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, I, I'm i such an open, like non-judgmental person anyway. Like even before I came out, before I realised that I was part of this kind of minority group of people, I'm, I, was, I was brought up with parents who... My mum, particularly, who doesn't care. Yeah. Does not care, you know, what you are, who you are. You know, as long as you're a nice person, you know, that's really all that matters. And I think, you know, it's funny because my mum says now that she thinks that she was born the way that she is, sort of being a very open, non-judgmental person, a very loving person, because she was preparing to have me. Yeah. Because she was going to have a gay child. Yeah. And so she feels like, you know, I mean, obviously it's not the case for everyone, is it? And no, you're you're very lucky because I've spoken to someone else about this first, and they mm -hmm. said it took a while for their parents to come round. Like they couldn't grasp yes. the con concept of it. Mm -hmm. Like they just didn't. Yeah. Get it. If yeah. That makes sense. No, I totally understand, and I think I am. Um, part of a minority within a minority, yeah. sort of having such a positive experience with my sexuality, yeah. you know, on, as a whole. Um, 
in terms of my family being accepted, in terms of the way that I look and the fact that I can pass, yeah. uh, you know, in public and, you know, people don't necessarily know that I'm gay because the world as a whole doesn't know that lesbians don't just have short hair, <laughs> wear chocolate shirts and, you know... Isn't it crazy how everyone's stereotypes, yeah. like, people into brackets? Yeah. Like, no one needs to be put into a bracket at all. No, but, you know, I think it's taken that to sort of begin acceptance, you know. It, the media needs to sort of... Well, the media control everything, don't yeah. they? And, you know, people's perceptions of what a lesbian is has been that way because of the media. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, now we have social media and it's becoming far more apparent to the world at large that we're not one-dimensional yeah. people. You know, we're not going to look just... There's not, there's not a, a look to being gay. Yeah. There's not a, or a look to being anything. Yeah. There's not a look to being... Yeah. Um, was there anyone that you were close with that couldn't accept you or no uh, luckily I mean no I, there, there wasn't and I think I really curated um a very kind of close loving group of people in my life um prior to coming out so for me it was a very positive experience and I mean it was difficult because at the time, I was at a dance college, which is obviously predominantly female, predominantly, well, there's everyone's, all the women are straight, you know? Yeah. Um, and I really felt out of place when I realised that I was gay, and I was um, kind of, I struggled to uh, relate to a lot of my peers at college. And so in that sense, it was difficult. Yeah. Because I felt like... I. It, I knew that I was so passionate about dancing and, you know, it, it had always been my life. But lesbians within the dance industry, it's just not something that you come across yeah. very often. See, so I'm not that much younger than you, but I'm a bit younger than you. When I was at college, there was quite a few lesbians in my year that were open lesbians and there was quite a few couples. Yeah. Like, in, so I don't know if that's moved on even slightly in, what, like five or six years, mm -hmm. but obviously it was different for you. But yeah, in I and I think it just depends who's at the college at the yeah, time. Yeah, It's definitely not to say that there aren't lesbian dancers yeah. at my college. That although luckily when I came out, there was one other yeah. girl who was also gay, and we connected and we became fast friends because of that. Yeah, you know, and similarity, and we kind of you know clung to each other almost. And so it was difficult in that sense because I really kind of. I don't know, I, f I felt like I was kind of having this huge revelation about my life in terms of who I am, that I, and I, I wasn't sure how that was going to work with what I did as a yeah. job. So, yeah, it was a funny time. Did you ever, you know, people have this stupid concept that just because someone's a lesbian, they're automatically going to fancy other, it isn't other girls, isn't it <laughs> yeah. so weird? Oh, God, yeah. Like, it's such a still a societal thing, like, oh, they might fancy you. Like, no, just yeah. because it's not, it's like, I don't fancy every boy. It doesn't mean you're going to fancy exactly. every girl. Yeah, yeah, and, and my best friend now, mm -hmm. um, she's straight. Yeah. And she's had people uh, say to her, oh, are you not worried that she might fancy you? Or, like, are you... Like, are you worried about getting changed in front of her? Like, are you worried that she's going to look at you? It's like, because you're... Be because sex and sexuality mm. is something that is still so new and still kind of feels 
shameful to talk about or like under the radar, a bit taboo to talk yeah. about. Especially because we're so bloody British, <laughs> you know, and we're so proper and we don't talk about things like that still. Um, there's such a stigma around it that, you know, when you say that you're a lesbian, people automatically put you into this kind of sexual being um, space that's like, oh, well, then you must, then you must want to have sex with everyone, then you must fancy all the women, and it's like, no, I just, I just fancy women the same as you fancy men, and you are going around a raging straight person <laughs> wanting every penis you come across. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But I think as soon as you talk about sex, people. Everything's heightened. And yeah. People just kind of go, whoa. It's like, oh, you must be like this, or you must, you know, because it's... But again, like you said, a bit of the media, sometimes that's what's projected. So people... Yeah. And I think begins... just learned behaviours. Yeah. If, if, you're, if you grew up in a household that didn't talk about sex and sexuality, then to you, it's going to be like, whoa, what is that? You yeah. Know, big, big deal. Whereas if you grew up in a household that's like open about you know like even just people who can't say vagina or penis <laughs> like you know, where their family have given it a nickname and yeah. that, which is just like okay where have you been living like what under a rock what's going on <laughs> so going to the entertainment sort of industry when did you sort of start your career in presenting and in did you dance for a bit and yeah. did you find that uh, people were against you or in any way against you because of your sexuality or I mean I I graduated and I think I, I, because I went through that kind of sexual awakening almost in terms of my sexuality at college and I didn't kind of connect I couldn't connect with the industry at that time I mean I was very young as well I went at 16 I graduated when I was just sort of 19 and I didn't love, like, I felt like I didn't connect with the industry at that time. Yeah. And, you know, it would be like realising you were straight, like, really late on in life. And I just wanted to, I don't know, I wanted to experience and sort of learn more about myself. Um, so I, can't, I, I ended up taking about a year out as soon as I graduated. I, was, I, I did a couple of jobs and then I realised that, you know, I, 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 I just wanted to be a normal 20-year-old. Yeah. And, um... I had that and then sort of became more of a woman, I think, during that time. Had some relationships and did some jobs and and realised that I think more than anything, I loved dancing, I loved being in the entertainment industry, but I wanted to be more in control of my journey. Mm -hmm. um, so I set up my own entertainment company. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I set up my own entertainment company. Um, I became part of the group that is The Hustle on Facebook oh, yeah. and we... Um, we run that and we really kind of pushed forward in helping other people in the entertainment industry find work and, you know, answer problems that they might have. Um, and just took a much more sort of managerial role yeah. within my career almost, you know. Rather than being front and centre, that's the way that you felt yeah, suited I, you more. I just didn't want to go to auditions and have someone else decide if I was good enough for a job. <laughs> Basically, so I just booked the jobs myself and put myself on the job. Yeah. Um, so I became agent, talent manager and performer all at once and absolutely loved it. And it, yeah. and it really took off and I was, you know, and my sexuality never came into it. Yeah. Because, you know, when I'm liaising with clients, your personal life just isn't... A thing. Isn't yeah. a thing. Um, but when I, you know, when I realised that I wanted to be a presenter, which is a whole other story... Mm. Um, it was a, a kind of chance 
job that I ended up doing hosting a cabaret show and fell in love with that overnight you know it was like a light bulb moment in my life yeah and the next day I rebranded as a presenter yeah that was it that was the end of my performing career as I knew it and um but as I moved into presenting and you are much more of a an open person yeah because you bring in a lot of your story when you're talking to other people exactly so then there's a lot more known about you mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and you're um kind of really opening up your own life and your own experiences and and that kind of thing and that's when I had just that's the first time that I had to think about what I was going to filter as yeah uh, can as, I say this can I say yeah 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 you know and and do I want to share that it, if I do share that about myself, is it going to affect future work? Mm-hmm. Is it going to affect my career? Is it going to affect how relatable I am? Um, you know, because ultimately brands want the most relatable person to their audience as possible. And obviously, LGBTQ plus is minority. Yeah. So the wider community, you know, the wider community don't relate as much to it. Yeah, because yeah. they're not they're not LGBTQ yeah. plus. So. It was, it was a constant kind of juggling act in terms of how much I'm going to um, be open about my sexuality, especially on social media where a lot of people will come to have a little look at who you yeah. are when you're working. Do I want to share that about myself in a huge way? Mm. Is that going to be my niche? Is that going to be, you know, my kind of a reason for people to book me for things? It was a kind of juggling act and I've gone through and back and forth for over the last four or five years kind of dealing with that until I'm now kind of settled in this place where I think I was really hired a lot to do with the fact that I am a lesbian and that's you know testament to the BBC yeah I feel I feel as though there's a lot more diversity um a lot of companies want diversity they want all different types of people to prove that they are yeah. <laughs> including everyone we're not homophobic <laughs> yeah. we're not transphobic we're yeah not like we're not racist like all like all of this they want to include and involve as many people yeah as, well, so. as possible which is brilliant mm, yeah do you feel like we've still got a long way to go with acceptance yeah i think this is really the tip of the iceberg i feel like it's like um I feel like we're at that moment in time where a wave is just about to break, you know, like it's been this whole build up and we're kind of reaching this real crescendo and there's a lot of noise surrounding, you know, all different types of acceptance, you yeah. know, age, disability, yeah. race, LGBTQ+. We're at this kind of crescendo point and I think because it's so talked about because it's so known i think people assume that the problem has been solved yeah and that's just not the case mm. there has to be this huge crash and this this you know the wave has to break and things need to change you know we actually need to see change now yeah we have to see laws being put into place we have to see people being taught about it in schools not just us saying you know not just our mm. stories being shared it's got to be more than that now. Yeah. You know? um, so there's still a way to go. But yeah. I think, you know, I don't think we can be ignored anymore. Because mm. I was reading a survey and they said that it said, well, this was in 2016. So they said they don't want in 1983 and only 17% said that they accept same-sex relationships. Mm-hmm. And then they done one in 2016 and 63 or 4% said that they accept same-sex relationships. Yeah. But that's still a big number of people 
that don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I do think since 2016, it's still come on an awful lot since then as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I don't know. <sighs> it's so tricky with the climate that we're in politically as well. Um, it doesn't bode well for the LGBTQ plus community because of the views um, of the Conservative Party. Who knows? It's 2020. Yeah. Things yeah. could very well be different. And I think we just have to be hopeful of that. And, you know, more than ever, there needs to be more action. Mm -hmm. You know, we can talk about it as much as we like, but what are you actually doing? Are you yeah. protesting? Are you, you know, reaching out to your MPs? Are, yeah. you, are you boycotting brands who are homophobic, transphobic, racist? Are we doing that? You know, we can't just say it. Um, but I think, you know, everything has to... Everything that grows has to die, right? Yeah. And homophobia has been something that has grown because... Back in, you know, 1800s, it was fine. Yeah. It was not, not an issue. So I feel like, you know, we're at this point where it, that has to die now and it has to, we have to move forward with it. And I think, I think we will. Is there something that you want to do to take action? I think, to be honest, just, uh, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not an activist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I can't, uh, I can't not use my own voice. And I think for me, just by being my authentic self you know saying you know if you're not going to book me because I'm a lesbian then that's on you yeah you know, things like that um you know and really kind of using my voice in in my job you know the show that I now host for BBC Essex is all curated by myself it all comes from my ideas the people that I want to hear about and I think at large that then you know, spreads out to the wider community, obviously within Essex County, because that's who I'm talking to predominantly, but I hope that in me bringing on lots of different types of mm -hmm. people um, with lots of different types of stories, that, you know, the community at large hearing those stories, it has an effect on them. It has yeah. a positive effect on them. And that's kind of how I use my... It's my own sort of... Mm. My own type of activism in that, uh, you know, as a presenter, I want to portray these 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 diverse stories to the wider public. And I also think, like, bigger people, like the Philip Schofield thing, him coming out is very helpful to others that are scared to be... scared to come out and be in the industry. Because, mm -hmm. yeah. obviously, when he would have first started his career... Because you get... I've got, like, people like my mum, they're like, well, why didn't he just say it in the first place? You know, like that. Yeah. And I'm like... But at that time... For him to go into that career and be gay, he probably wouldn't have got where he where he has. No, no. He probably wouldn't have reached the points that he has. Mm -hmm. It would have, because depending on who the producers were and stuff, they probably had older fashion views because they were older and they grew up in a different time. So he wouldn't have got as far as he got. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it wasn't still wasn't legal, you know, back then in the 70s yeah. and stuff. Like, but I think, in all honesty... In the media, particularly, you know, with hosts of shows and presenters, gay men are fine. You know, yeah. we're, we're seeing plenty of gay male men on TV. Yeah. What we're not seeing is lesbian women on TV. We're just not. Because, you know, again, it all comes down to um, you, you have to be wanted yes oh this frustrates me so much it's all about being sexually appealing and mm -hmm. still being attractive for tv films it's all about that yeah absolutely and that's why we don't have we just don't have lesbian representation because the people at the top are men and they're either threatened they're either um 
feel, uh, you know, in, inadequate because you're a woman who doesn't need a man, who doesn't want a man, and that's just, oh, my God. <laughs> we, we can't have that on our televisions. We can't have that. We can't be, you know, saying it's okay for women to not want men. Um, and so... I, I, I mean, I'm obviously ecstatic for Philip Schofield and, you know, he had his own journey with it. Um, but where are the women? Where are the lesbians? I've never even thought of that. I've literally never even thought of that. I've yeah. never even thought that there is a lack of representation, but there so is. Because mm. I always look at things in the way of, like... I always say to my dad, my dad's like, the only way you're going to be successful in your career if you're always pretty and you're always like attractive yeah. and everything you post makes you look pretty. Yeah. And, and I'm like, no, but yeah. I don't want to get anywhere because of that. I don't yeah. want to get anywhere because people think, oh, she's sexually appealing or she'd look nice on a TV screen. I want to get somewhere because people think, oh, I really like her as a person. Yeah. She's, uh, I'd really like her to represent things. Mm -hmm. I'd really like what she talks about. Yeah. About me, not about the way I look. Yeah, absolutely, I know. Do you know what I mean? Oh, we have, you know, the, the absolute pressure of the world on us as women. And, you know, when you think about even, you know, even further with minority groups, you know, can you imagine being a person of colour as a woman? Mm. Can you imagine being a, a person with a disability as a woman? Like, I'm, I'm white blonde. Like, I yeah. really don't have much to complain <laughs> about, you know? Um, but, I, you know, I, I want to talk about you know, the, the lack of, and I'm happy to do that for any minority group. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I want to be that person. I want to be that lesbian on television, that, you know, uh, a 10 year old little girl who's like, God, yeah, I'm gay. Like, God, no one's gonna <laughs> like me. No one's gonna, I'm never gonna be able to do this. I'm never gonna be able to be a musician or an artist or a presenter or whatever. And, you know, I'd like, I'd like to be that person that they could, you know, look up to and think, yeah, she's bloody done it. I think you will. I think I she can do it. I and I'm sure everyone who's <laughs> listening thinks she can do it. But I want to say thank you so much to Helen for coming on. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. I love it. And um, she has a show every night, Monday to Thursday, am That's I correct? Right, yeah. 7 till 10pm on BBC Essex, and she brings on so many different guests. Including you. Yeah, I was on it on Tuesday, <laughs> and it was so much fun. Fortunately, I didn't get to do it with Helen because she was ill, oh, but... A bit poorly, but no. It was so... still, it was amazing. So, yeah, listen to her. Um, radio station and you can also follow on Instagram which is Insta Helen Scott UK Helen Scott UK I knew it was Helen Scott but I didn't know what the last <laughs> it was I didn't <laughs> want to say Helen, Helen Scott UK not to be confused with Helen Scott Azerbaijan <laughs> <laughs> so yeah please like the podcast go on my Instagram it's Chess and Her Guest please subscribe comment whatever you like I'm up for hearing anything you have to say and please message me if you want to come on and have things that you want to talk about so thank you for listening <laughs>